Hello and welcome back or welcome to the first time. I haven't done an episode where it's just me kind of riffing about Hecate for quite some time. And uh, we had something scheduled to share today, but instead, you're going to listen to me and hang out with me for a bit as we talk about Hecate. So I'm recording this on Thursday which is uh, July the 13th, 2023. And the dark moon, which is the astrological new moon, is coming up. It is July the 17th at 2.32 p.m. Eastern. This is our Cancer new moon for the year. Maybe that's why I'm all in my feels, as they say. Uh, I just finished this project of making uh, cheese for Hecate, for the Hecate Supper, which is part of my regular practice of creating a special feast for Hecate on the dark moon. I have an entire episode on honoring Hecate on the dark moon that I'll link to in the notes for this. There's so much I think about in terms of this meal that we do to Hecate and um, and Covina on this coming Monday, right about the time of the actual astrological new moon, we'll be having a class on the next segment in mine and Kristen's ongoing project, researching the practices, the meaning, and the recipes that were likely part of this ancient Hecate supper that was created. In Covina, we're working through Enodia and moving into Propylaea. If you're not in Covina, you can find more about both of them in podcast episodes and also in my book, Entering Hecate's Cave. I've been connecting a lot with this spirit of Anodia, who is, you know, the crossroads, the journey, the road, the threshold. And as that transitions into Hecate's role as Propylaea, which translates as the gate of a Propylaea was a fancy gate, um, but also means the gatekeeper. So is linked to her role as Clydokos, keeper of the keys. For me, I am motivated to understand the meaning in these titles and in this supper that is so embedded in both Anodia and Propylaea because these suppers were always left at a crossroads, usually a three ways crossroads. And I've been thinking a lot about why. Like, why was Hecate honored thus? Other figures, deities and so on, would be honored in big temples in the ancient Mediterranean. You think of temples of Artemis and Apollo and Athena and so on. Yet Hecate was always propitiated at a threshold, at a crossroads, at a gate at an opening, at a transition point. Now, sometimes scholars have interpreted this to mean that she was a, in a insignificant or unimportant figure. 
And yet we know from Hesiod's Theogony that at least he reported that she had dominion over all the realms that Zeus bowed down before him. And then we have later on in the ancient world, philosophers such as Proclus, and I did a whole episode on his understanding of Hecate, um, and linked to that are the Chaldean oracles, which I haven't done a full episode on yet. I'm saving it for when the time is right, I guess. That they saw her as world soul, anima mundi. So these are like primary roles for a deity to hold. So why would scholars say, oh, she wasn't that important. She just was at the gate. She was like the bouncer. And yet we have these other bodies of work from the ancient world that say, no, she's so important. that She has dominion over everything. She's the soul of the world. Zeus bows down to her, etc. And I, for me, what I've come to, to feel is that it is the transition point in all things that is so important. There is no leveling up unless you do the challenge. Like if you're a gamer, I'm thinking of games. Like, you know, you have to do the challenge to get to the next level. So Hecate is like that challenge or she there's no night without twilight there's no day without dawn there's none of these things right and that is Hecate's uniqueness now there are other spirits in different cultures and you know mythologies and religions around the world that have this kind of liminality this in-betweenness but for me Hecate just is so compelling and I do feel such a renewal to her when I go deep into the spirit of Anodia and Propylaea linking to Clydocus, Keeper of the Keys, that to me there is so much power in the crossroads, in the in-between. and. We, we experience this all the time, right? Like every moment is a crossroads. When we think about it, I don't know, for whatever reason, I'm thinking about Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now. Like Hecate is that power of now. She is the power of the moment. And that's where, you know, the future, Olympus, we could say, if we're staying within the, the Greek pantheon, they're the future. They're on high. They're lofty. And the past, you know, Chthonia, the underworld, the realm of Hades and Persephone, where Hecate, of course, always played a central role in the myths. But the now, the now of Hecate is something that is really speaking to me at this moment. Why does Hecate call us? She calls us in the now. She calls us in the moments when we are in the in-between. She comes through when we're broken 
when we're ready to be reborn. And then for some, like me, we walk a very long journey with Hecate. And I have been a Hecatean for so long now that there are times when I know I am still aligned with her. And yet she does feel a little bit distant. You know, her name does mean, or sorry, I should say her one translation of her name means the far off one. And other times when she becomes so close to me again, it's like she's constantly beside me. And that often occurs when I connect to her specifically as Enodia or Enodea. You know, the world is a big, complicated mess. And for me, Hecate gives me that sucker, that font of strength, that sense of rightness. She is like my anchor in attachment theory. You know, we talk about our secure attachment figure being our base from which we can safely explore the world. And that is Hecate to me. She's complicated, she's powerful, mysterious, and ultimately she has been my guide on the self-healing journey that I've been on for the last several years. And for me, you know, I've been through so many major transitions, so many propylea, you know, crossing threshold moments in the last few weeks. My mom died, and I just want to say thanks to all of those who have reached out to offer their condolences and to the ones who wrote to me saying that my candor about my relationship with my mother, who I loved very much, but we were not close, um, has helped them heal to see how perhaps being a bit like Hecate and being able to abide at that intersection of saying, I love you. And for me, my road is elsewhere and not uh, closely in the same map as my mother's. And then my youngest son graduated from high school. So my role as mom um, is transitioning as well. And I feel so connected to my own journey and following Hecate's torches and seeing where it all goes. I am excited about the future in spite of all the craziness in the world and all of the problems. I've been having some health challenges. I am curious, not overly wanting to have all of the answers for what lies ahead revealed to me by Hecate and my cards and everything else. I am abiding in this moment of nowness. And I hope that you find your moment of nowness, of connection to Hecate. And of realizing that you are made of her stuff.
You are made of shadows and light. You are made of stars and dirt. You are made of the past, the present, and the future. You are made of the physical, all the fleshy business of being human. And you are made of stardust and eternal. So this is kind of a short episode. Like I said, we had one scheduled, but maybe you needed to hear that message. Maybe you need to be reminded that Hecate abides, that you are doing good, and that however you have time this upcoming dark moon to honor her, whether you can be like me and make an elaborate meal and make ancient Roman cheese and stand over the kitchen stove um, cooking this cheese, let me tell you, it's like some risotto level stirring required. However you can get into that flow, I hope you have the opportunity to. Because for me, these acts of creativity that are inspired by ancient practices, yet are contemporary and hold incredible meaning for me personally, to me, whether this is something simple as shaping goat cheese into a circle and covering it with poppy seeds for the dark moon and taking it to the crossroads after I always take some for us. Or, you know, whatever it is you do, light a candle and sit in the room in the dark. May you just find that moment of alignment, that nowness of Hecate. Hail Hecate. I hope you enjoyed this short episode. Just a note to let you know we are having our seasonal completely free online retreat coming up from August the 10th to the 13th in Covina. You can join that. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes. And may you find that moment where Hecate always abides. <laughs>